that little one that popped into the world because of you is an eternal, valuable soul. And you have the responsibility to care and nurture and guide and steer that little one. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the host of In Grace Radio and TV. Welcome back to In Grace. This is Jim Scudder, and today we will continue a series called Raising Great Kids. And you say, hang on, hang on, hang on. I don't have kids, or I already have, you know, kids that are grown. Well, listen, let's, for the sake of those that have children, first of all, let's pray for them, right? Let's get excited about the people that are raising children right now because that's, you know, the next generation, you know? So let's, first of all, let's do that. And then number two, let's still listen carefully because I have children that are grown and now we have grandchildren. And let's use what we've learned either to influence the children that are in our lives or to influence those that are raising children And those people in our lives need all the help they can get. And we can learn something today that we can share with someone else. So raising great kids is a a possibility. It's something that some people say, well, you know, there's no way to raise godly kids in our wicked world. That's wrong. We can do it. We have to be careful. We have to be on guard all the time to protect our children. We need to know what God has to say, and we need to bathe this great work in prayer. So it's possible, it's doable, and and we're going to share with you from God's Word how to do that. We're going to be starting in the middle of a message and going into basically the idea that God shows mercy and God shows his mercy Uh, from everlasting to everlasting upon us. And therefore, as parents, we need to show mercy to our children sometimes. So there's always a balance though, isn't there? Uh, You can't always give grace, but sometimes when we were raising our kids, we gave them grace. We said, this is what you deserve and I'm going to do something different because I want to show God. God is a God of grace and mercy. And so that's one component of raising kids and we're going to talk about that and more today here on In Grace. Right before we get into that, you know that In Grace has some great uh, trips. Uh, We have an Israel trip coming up in February. We have an Alaska cruise coming up in July. We want you to join us. And we when we do these trips, my wife and I are so excited to meet you and to get to know you. And our trips are very, I'll just tell our staff does a great job organizing it, making sure that uh, everything goes well and you're well informed. So if you'd like to come on an InGrace trip, go to ingraceradio.com, click on travel, and there you'll find our Israel trip. It's one of the, the most affordable trips you'll ever find, but it's still high end. It's still the best hotels, brand new buses, great guides, drivers. I'm on one of the buses and uh, sharing insights from God's word. The Alaska cruise is Holland America. It's a wonderful ship line and it's a beautiful, beautiful place to go and talk about God and his creation. So if you'd like to come along, go to ingraceradio.com, click on travel. And wouldn't it make sense if God is our father, if we've accepted Christ as savior, and he's our creator that he would that there would be some similarities in our relationships and our relationship with him. It would make sense. We call him father, right? Abba. 
And so we should be able to look at families and let's say a father-son or father-daughter relationship and see the model of what we should have with our heavenly father. Because here's the comparison that the psalmist is making between spiritual and earthly. For verse 14, he knoweth our frame. He remembereth that we are dust. As for man, his days are as grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourisheth. For the wind passeth over it and is gone, and the place thereof shall know it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. There's a principle here, and that is to show compassion, to show mercy. Now, that doesn't mean that you ignore sin and rebellion. You cannot do that. But you also have to remember that God has showed us much mercy, so therefore we are, as parents, commanded to show compassion and mercy to our children. From everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him and his righteousness unto children's children. There's a residual here. And if we can raise godly offspring, we can pray that they can raise godly offspring, and we're going to have so many people, so many people know God because of that. Because once we're gone, who's going to tell the world the message of hope? Your kids. So that's why this is so important that we do this right. Another place in Psalms that we read in Psalm 127, it says in verse 1, Except the Lord build the house. They labor in vain that build it. There's no doubt in my mind that God has to be the focal point of parenting. God has got to help you. There's no way humanly possible that we're going to be able to achieve this ourselves. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. It has to be, the focus has to be on relying on God Say, Lord, please help me solve this situation. Please help me not overreact or unreact. Help me to be the one that is firm when I need to be and compassionate when I need to be. Help me to be consistent. Your kids need consistency when you're raising them. They can't get to blow up. You're doing this 10 count, right? Which I don't really think is a good idea. So you get to this 10 count, and one time you blow up when you get to one, and then sometimes you get to 100 on the 10 count, right? Your kids need to know consistency. Why do I say you don't need the count? I'm talking about you don't have to tell your kids 10 times one thing. You tell them one time. And they should learn. You're training them on how to obey, and it's not that complicated. And if you're serious and consistent, they'll start to learn. Mom means business. Dad means business. I better start paying attention to this. Why? Because if they can learn control now, it's going to be so much easier. And by the way, that sweet spot is in the younger years. In the first, let's say, five or six years, this is so important. I'm not saying it's not important from seven up till about 12. But if you can get them to listen and to be respectful and under control before six, the next number of years are going to be a lot better, especially when you get into adolescence. Okay, the adolescent years are challenging because of the emotions. They're learning to be their own adults, and it's a challenge. So you have to really start young with all of this. So you're going to have a lot easier time in that middle ground 
really focus on those younger years, and then you're also going to need to focus on the adolescent and the teenagers. And by the way, don't just write it off and say terrible twos and terrible threes and terrible fours. We shouldn't just give up. We shouldn't just say, well, you know, this is just how it is. No, don't let that happen. That's humanism, okay? You can dictate these things and be consistent and pray for the Lord. Lord, help me to be consistent. Help me to be right and fair. And by the way, sometimes you're gonna make mistakes parenting. Confess that to your children. There was once a a dad at our camp and we had a schnauzer, we had a miniature schnauzer. And that dog knew how to unzipper tents. I don't know how, but that dog would stick his nose, unzipper the tent and go in. Well, the dad came back from the shower house and our dog was in their tent. How'd the dog get in here? Well, the dog opened the door, daddy. Yeah, right. He went and disciplined the kids, came back in and was telling my dad the story. My dad's like, actually, it was the dog. Oh, no. What do you do if you blow it? Go and say, I was wrong. I'm sorry, okay? That'll go so far. That'll go so far. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh, but in vain. This is more than just you or your wife. And some of you are single parents. And I'm telling you, you need the Lord's help. And it's there for you. And you can do it. Okay? But we've got to keep him in the picture. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for he giveth his beloved sleep. In other words, this is the Lord. His help is there. His help is valuable. His help is essential. Lo, verse three, children are in heritage of the Lord. Oh, I love that. Heritage. What does that mean? That means that you're the keeper of an eternal soul. I mean, imagine that. That little one that popped into the world because of you is an eternal, valuable soul. And you have the responsibility to care and nurture and guide and steer that little one into a knowledge and love for and fear of Almighty God. That's a huge responsibility, isn't it? Lo, children are inherited to the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. It's a glorious thing. Children are amazing. Children are wonderful. Children keep you young, don't they? Keep you tired. But it's good. Always think of them as a blessing. Always think of them as a blessing. Don't ever say, oh, Lord, I just can't believe you gave me this one. No, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> as arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. This is the big question. How many arrows should be in my quiver? Okay. I'm just going to tell you, some of you, uh, you've decided not to have children. There's nothing wrong with that. I think most people, God wants you to have children, and I think it's wonderful, and I think it's great. How many should you have? Sometimes that's God dictating, whether you have children or not. You know, it's just God dictating that, Okay. Nothing wrong with not having children. Some quivers are full with one. Some quivers are full with two. Ours was full with two. We were very, very busy because we were focused on ministry. We were focused on church. We were focused on, you know, serving people. And so we decided two was where we wanted to be. 
Others, your quiver is a lot larger, and that's fine. Whatever you decide to do, but I had one person say quiverful meant, I think he said seven, and he had another number for another biblical principle that talks about number of children, and it was a different number. I said, wait a second, you're telling me in this passage it's seven, in this passage it's eight? God's not gonna do that. If God wants you to have a certain number of kids, he would make it very plain in scripture. This is a man that took the Bible way out of context and was teaching on things he had no business doing, and eventually their ministry has fallen apart. So the quiver, they shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. What does that mean? Well, if you've been to Israel, you know how important the gate of the city was. Of course, it's important for defense of the city. That's where the armies are gonna try to come in, and you certainly want your family to be with you, supporting you, fighting with you. against the enemy, and that's the greatest thing in the entire world, when you have kids that love God, want to serve God, and they're fighting shoulder to shoulder with you to share the gospel, to help hurting people. Nothing greater than your family serving the Lord with you. It's awesome. But also, remember, the gate was used for more than just defense. It was also used for conversations, and it was used for settling issues and judicial things. So having those children, having your children with the same heart as you for God is awesome, and it's a huge blessing. So we flip from Psalms to Proverbs, and Proverbs 1, it says in verse 8, My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother, for they shall be an ornament of grace unto thy head and chains about thy neck. Some people think that children in obedience are just always their head down and they're not happy. No, 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 no. Children that know mom and dad love them enough to discipline them when needed are going to be some of the happiest people you've ever found. And they're not going to go to those things that don't bring real joy. They're going to go to those things that do bring real joy, that don't have all the consequences. And that's a great life. We laughed as a family. We had fun as a family. We did things together as a family. Uh, We tried to have special times as a family. And although dad was spiritual and mom was spiritual, they didn't pound that on us. But we just had a good time. We had fun, but we also knew there were boundaries and there were limits, and that actually brought more joy to the situation. Discover how faith and leadership play a role in modern politics with Mike Pompeo's new book, Never Give an Inch, Fighting for the America I Love. When you give a gift of any amount to InGrace this week, Jim Scudder will send you a signed copy of this incredible book. Mr. Pompeo shares how his deep belief in God gave him strength in times of crisis and provided him with a moral compass that never wavered. Never Give an Inch is also a testimony to the power of faith and its ability to transform lives and nations. Your gift of any amount to InGrace will help more people experience that kind of faith in their own lives. To get your signed copy of Never Give an Inch and supporting Grace's mission, call now, 800-78-GRACE, or order on our secure website, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Again, that's 800-78-GRACE, ingraceradio.com, or P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Proverbs 11 29, he that troubleth his own house shall inherit the wind. (laughs) How many of you have inherited the wind? You've actually uh, not inherited anything, right? 
That'd be great. Hey, your rich uncle died and you got nothing. The fool shall be servant to the wise of heart. So this is a wisdom principle that if you have a rebellious child at home, they're troubling the house, in God's economy, they will inherit nothing. There's no joy in that. There's no goodness in that. And the fool shall be servant to the wise of heart. Proverbs 13, 24, he that spareth his rod hateth his son. That sounds so counterintuitive. We're not talking about beating. We're not talking about permanently hurting. We're talking about a little temporary pain saving terrible heartache down the road. Uh, Spanking. So if you don't spank your kids, and some of you this wasn't done properly in your life and you've overreacted, don't let the pendulum swing. Don't let the pendulum swing too far. Um, I think this is so important, okay? Is he that spareth his rod hateth his son, but he that loveth him chasteneth him multiple times. And we're gonna cover all these in more detail, but make sure they know they've been visited, okay? I remember when Karen got pregnant, we made up this little, I think it was like a paint stick. We padded it and we put on their papa and grandma's spanking paddle. It was like so padded and you know it was ridiculous to think that you'd ever use that but when your kids get spanked they need to know that it's happened okay so I'm not saying abuse I'm not saying that at all I'm just saying make sure they know that they have done something rebellious and that's not going to be permitted Proverbs 15 20 a wise son maketh a glad father but a foolish man despiseth his mother don't let your kids despise okay make them with proper training and love, make sure that they will be one that will bring you gladness and not hurt. Proverbs 22, 6, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Now remember, these are wisdom principles. These are not absolutes, but they're generally true. And if you'll spend the time in training up your children in the way they should go, they will go in the right direction. Ephesians 6 So we flip over to the New Testament. What does God say in the New Testament? And by the way, this isn't exhaustive. These are some of the things that came to mind at first when we're talking about child training. Ephesians 6, 1, children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Okay, it's the right thing to do. Obedience is the right thing to do. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment, with promise that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath. What does that mean? inconsistency, you are not real. (laughs) Uh, By the way, if you think you can pull one over your kids, you can't. You cannot. They are so smart. They tell me all the time things about you. No, they don't. No, they don't. Every time I go and talk to your kids, I can see you coming over to try to listen. What is he saying? What is he saying? You're always worried what the kid's telling the pastor. They're not looking for perfect parents. They're looking for consistent parents. So, Be consistent. Make sure church is a priority. Make sure you're reading your Bible. Make sure you're spending time in prayer. Make sure you're loving your wife as Christ loved the church. If you can get yourself right, I think you're gonna be a great parent, okay? Provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And I'll end this session with a quote from D.L. Moody. He said, a man ought to live so that everybody knows he is a Christian, And most of all, his family ought to know. Our faith must come home with us. 
The true test of a relationship with Jesus Christ is how we relate to others, how we get along with other people. And the home is the first place that our faith needs to live out. Being parents that love our children, and we don't own them, but we are given the responsibility to nurture them and to train them. And so then when they're grown up, they know that they have to answer not just to mom and dad, but they will have to answer to God. And that never will change. Training them up in that is a very difficult thing to do, but an awesome thing to do. Awesome thing to do. And I hope that we as a church will pray hard for parents, for families, in a day in which the family has been bombarded. And one last thing, let me just end with this. Protect your children. We don't want them taught that we came from animals. We don't want them to be taught that your gender is whatever you want it to be. We don't want them to be taught these things, so we're protecting them. But we're also in that making sure they know as they get old enough to understand things, they know what these issues are. They know what the Bible says. They know why the Bible says it, and it'll make sense to them. We're protecting them. It's a greenhouse, and we don't apologize for that because once they're strong and we've protected them from some of the onslaught, protect them from the internet. Protect them from digital media. Don't let them just click away. Have safeguards in your house. If you don't know how to do that, then get rid of it. There should be ways for you to protect your kids from all of that. Don't let them do sleepovers with kids that you don't know well, parents you don't know well. Okay, they're introduced to all sorts of horrible things when we aren't protective. Protect your kids, love them, discipline them when necessary, and I believe there's gonna be a day of rejoicing for you as you have kids that love God, fear God, and serve God. Do you know Jesus Christ as Savior? This is where it begins. Jesus died on the cross. He's God in the flesh. He never sinned, but he rose again after he died, proving that the sacrifice was made for our sins. And if you'll believe in him, the Bible says you will have everlasting life. It's by grace that we're saved through faith. It's not of ourselves. It's a gift of God. Receive that free gift called eternal life. It's not of works, lest any man should boast. You can be the best dad. You can be the best mom, but you need to be saved first. You need to know Jesus Christ as Savior. How do you do that? By understanding that we're sinners. And by the way, that's why parenting is so hard. Because we're sinners and we're raising little pagans. These little kids that are born into your family, they're little pagans, right? They don't know God. So that's the point, right? Is to make sure our children know God and are saved at a young age and then continue to learn and grow in the ways of the Lord. But first you must be saved. And I hope that you've received by faith Jesus Christ. If you have questions about eternal life, give us a call, 1-800-78-GRACE. And we also would love to tell you on Friday, we're going to be featuring a special interview with Mike Pompeo. He was the former Secretary of State, and I got to meet him personally and get to spend some time with him. I really, really appreciate him and all that he's done for America. He has set himself and his family at risk because of some of the things that they did to keep America safe. And so he has to be guarded and protected 
protected. Uh, but I also read his book. It's called Never Give an Inch. We have them here at In Grace, and we'd love to send you a copy. It's an incredible book about a man of faith that used uh, the principles he found in the Word of God to help our country as a director of the CIA, as the Secretary of State. And I think you'll really enjoy this book. Never Give an Inch. You can get it from In Grace for a gift of any amount. We'll send it right out to you. And I think you'll also really enjoy hearing the interview on Friday, the special In Grace interview that we did with former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. So you can call us at 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE, or go to our website, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us, and we'll give you all that information in just a moment. Don't forget, when you give a gift of any amount to In Grace, Jim Scudder will send you a signed copy of Mike Pompeo's incredible new book. Never Give an Inch is a testimony to the power of faith and its ability to transform lives and nations. To support In Grace and get your signed copy, call now, 800-78-GRACE, or order on our secure website, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at In Grace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Thank you for joining us on In Grace Radio with Jim Scudder, Jr. In Grace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio.